race tonight on our program and right through the day, but simple truth is uh, Super's been fiddled with again. Uh, it was only, what, six or seven years ago, the previous government, uh, when you could accumulate as much as you wanted over the age of 60 in your superannuation account, it was all tax-free. They brought in uh, a 15% tax uh, when it got above $1.6 million, uh, and now it's $1.7 million. And now what's happening is the government is saying, well, we're going to have another 15% on top of that, which will come in at $3 million from the beginning of 2025. So uh, the, the change is probably a little more modest than the ones that were brought in in 2016, 2017. But before the election, they said there'll be no changes to superannuation. It wasn't qualified. There'll be no changes. And so people who were upended six or seven years ago, and they're saying, well, we're being upended again uh, when they've made plans. And so a fair bit of that features in the papers tomorrow, front page of the Courier-Mail, elbow backflips on key election promise, PM's super dupe, um, fierce capital gains and negative gearing rules could come next. Now, what's happened is they've released a, uh, a document from the Treasury showing how much is foregone in tax revenue by the tax concessions for negative gearing uh, in particular and capital gains tax. That's now been turned into front pages saying uh, the Albanese government's refused to rule out targeting capital gains tax and negative gearing tax breaks as it seeks to pay down the nation's $1 trillion debt. Uh, so um, this is all on the front page of tomorrow's Courier-Mail. There are similar commentaries in uh, uh, the uh, Telegraph and other newspapers as well. Uh, there's also this one, uh, delivery of grog danger is the headline. The Palaszczuk government's investigating laws to clamp down on online alcohol sales as new research warns of the harmful effects of rapid booze delivery. An alcohol harm advocacy group says delivery companies such as Jimmy Brings operated in a largely unregulated market with fears the immediate access to alcohol creates a severe risk to those with addiction. Uh, so the government's begun preliminary work to consider new liquor laws with consultation uh, to begin within months. Now, um, the truth is that there are restrictions and laws on uh, bottle shops and the sale of liquor and alcohol, which don't apply to online sales. So that's what they're looking at. That's on the front page of the Courier-Mail. Uh, they also have this one. Uh, every doctor trained in Queensland would complete a mandatory placement in psychiatry within two years of graduating under a plan to help junior doctors better deal with patients experiencing mental health issues. Now, prima facie, this looks, looks like a pretty good idea. The Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrists uh, wants the Queensland government to produce an eight to ten week psychiatry term in a bid to better support doctors who are already bearing the brunt of the woefully under-resourced mental health sector. So th this is not something that's happening. It's a proposal. It's come from uh, the psychiatrists. But as I say, prima facie, it doesn't look like a bad idea. Uh, the Courier-Mail and other papers also have the beginnings of the previews of the NRL season. It kicks off on Thursday night. Continuous call team kicks off on Friday night. I did give you this advice uh, beginning of the week. Everyone who's making predictions, this is my top eight, this is who's going to do this, who's going to do that, clip them out, put them aside, because uh, uh, you can get them out and have a good laugh in September. It's why I'm not going to make any of those predictions uh, myself. Uh, people, a lot of people, the, the stuff I've seen written about the Dragons, uh, there hasn't been a game played yet. So let's, 
You know, it's unbelievable some of the stuff that people write and uh, the negativity, particularly of some of the fans, I find extraordinary. Now, the headline on the Telegraph front page, it says, Super Betrayal. Labor's broken an election promise to Australians not to touch superannuation as it moved to double taxes on the nation's highest retirement account balances, leading to speculation that negative gearing in the family home could be next in the firing line. Now, uh, so speculation by them, but there it is on the front page. Fears the family home could be next on the PM's hit list. So this is what, see, they've started this. They've got this running, this hair running. And um, look, it, 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 look it, it, if, you, if, if you're a political operative and you don't like Anthony Albanese, it's terrific. But you don't want to scare people. You don't want to frighten people. And that's what this stuff's doing. It's frightening people. They've just got to say, this is not happening. So people don't get scared. But then if they say it's not happening, um, who's going to believe them given what's happened? That's the problem. Now, this one's on the front page of the uh, of the Telegraph also. $36 million bid to prevent youth crime. This is a huge issue right across the country. It says at-risk youth will be at the centre of a $36 million law and order cash splash aimed at steering young people away from violent crime. They're saying that pilot violence reduction units will be set up in Penrith and Wagga Wagga over the next two years following positive reports from the UK where they've been used in a bid to tackle spiralling youth crime rates. They'll gather professionals from health, housing, education, youth services and mental health under one roof where they can work directly with at-risk children. Deputy Premier and Police Minister Paul Toole said it was time to trial them and it's about driving real change and supporting the next generation. Now... I don't know the full detail of what the government's done and what these programs involve, but I do know that over the last 20 years, I've, I've asked, and I, I, I single him out, he's probably one of a number of people who do fantastic work with young people. Uh, Father Chris Riley said, have you ever been asked to sit in a minister's office with a couple of his advisors and they pull out notebooks and say, can you just, you talk, we'll listen? And the answer's always no. So here we are. We're talking about a um, a strategy that they've uh, they've brought from the UK. I do think there are people here who know what they're doing in this area. Maybe they're not being listened to. Uh, there's this one also on the front page. Uh, it says Minns is on the buses for airport. Labor leader Chris Minns has refused to commit to building two future metro lines to the new Western Sydney Airport. Instead, promising a fleet of rapid buses to ferry passengers from Parramatta to Badgerish Creek. If he wins the upcoming election, Mr Min said his new fleet of buses would link Campbelltown, Liverpool and Penrith to Sydney's second airport from 2026. Uh, this is a major blunder from Chris Minns, I think, to, to raise some questions over building these metro lines in, in Western Sydney. It's a major blunder. Now he's talking about using buses. That's on the front page of the Telegraph. On the other hand, I'll go to the Sydney Morning Herald. Now, there have been a, a raft of polls on New South Wales voting intention this week, and certainly the margin is narrowing but there's this one here this is the resolve political monitor that's done some work on new south wales voting intentions uh, new south wales labor's on track to return to government for the first time since its landslide 2011 election defeat although one quarter of voters remain undecided about which party to support less than a month from polling day nearly four weeks before the election labor's primary vote's gone up one vote one point to 48 percent Coalition down two points to 32%, lowest level since the long-running John Barillaro trade appointment scandal last year. Uh, this translates to an overall swing of 7% to Labor, 
they'd get the required 47 seats to govern in their own right. But a uniform swing's unlikely on polling day. You've got to look at it seat by seat. Perrottet, Dominic Perrottet, still the preferred Premier, 38% to 34. In this poll, it's only a 4% margin with Dominic Perrottet over Chris Minns. Their popularity has gone up, well, both of them. So anyway, take all that with a grain of salt. I think in the New South Wales election, it'll be fought seat by seat by seat. And you've got people like Frank Carboni in Fairfield. He's trailing his coat now saying that he might run. If he ran, you'd think he'd win that seat, maybe win another seat from Labor and create real uncertainty. But anyway, for what it's worth, that's the poll. Uh, They also, the uh, nine newspapers, say the government's within sight of a Senate deal to get this legislation on the uh, tax uh, surcharge for the uh, $3 million-plus superannuation funds from 15 to 30%. They say they're within sight of giving support for that, uh, and that's on the front page of the Herald as well. They also feature a a lady... Uh, who uh, is the the, uh, the widow of a man who who uh, took his life after a 13-hour gambling spree. And this is this ongoing uh, campaign that the Herald is running uh, on the issue of uh, gambling and the damage caused by gambling. They've also got Adele Ferguson on the front page talking about the situation uh, with the, uh, the silicosis. This is the kitchen bench tops and the silicosis epidemic, which has been pushed into the news again by the Herald in 60 Minutes many years after this was first raised. And the states are still equivocating over what they're going to do to ban it. So that's on the front page of the uh, the Herald. I'll also then move to the Financial Review newspaper. Super tax brawl looms for poll. They've made the point that, of course, this legislation, if it goes through, doesn't apply until the beginning of 20, uh, July 2025. So that's after the next election. So presumably, the coalition that's opposed to this will be saying at the election, well, if you elect us, we will repeal uh, this surcharge on superannuation. Remembering, the, the, the history here is that their, their surcharge on super, their 15% that they put on uh, from $1.6 million up on, uh, on superannuation, they did it in 2016. It was in the 2016 budget, and then they went to an election. So it's almost, almost the same although it did affect more people then. But this time we're talking 15% to 30%, and it'll obviously be an issue at the next election. There's a lot of discussion about that in the Financial Review. And the Australian newspaper, it's across the entire front page. Supersized broken promises. Uh, Albanese losses class war fight with Dutton over retirement savings. It's across the front page. Uh, they've also got... Uh, they've interviewed quite a few over 60s who are making the point because they're the ones that are affected the most by this and uh, they're people who either have the 3 million plus or are aiming to get the 3 million plus. They're saying, well, they're already six or seven years ago upended when what they thought was unlimited tax-free superannuation was reduced down to 1.6 million and then the 15% was added by the previous government. Now, six or seven years later, when they're told by... The uh, the incoming Labor Party, well, we're not going to make any changes. And so these changes have been made. That's why these people are upset, and there's comments uh, on quite a few of them. And The Australian also has on its front page, for our Sydney listeners, this is a story that Chris O'Keefe did on his drive show a week ago. It's now turned up on the front page of The Australian. This is this story about the Albanese government uh, being accused of funnelling money to improve mobile phone coverage in regional areas with 40 out of the 54 funding allocations awarded to Labor-held seats. Uh, Chris O'Keefe 
uh, had this story a week ago. He actually uh, put the uh, put the communications minister under the pump over it, and she wasn't giving too many uh, comprehensive answers or compelling answers. But he he did that story a week ago. It's now uh, well, they're calling it an exclusive. Well, it can't be an exclusive. It's a week old, but it's on the front page of tomorrow's Australian newspaper, and that is some of what's in the uh, papers tomorrow. A lot more discussion about superannuation, so strap in for that.